Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, folks. Bobby LaMarco here, the Fantasy Football X Factor. Just giving you some updates on Miles Sanders. Um, And if you guys want to do this, I know it's got Smitty on here. It's reaching out a little bit about uh, joining on YouTube. I will send you the link, Smitty, if I can. I'm doing this all solo, so there's a lot going on. But you can follow us on the TCK pod on YouTube. Also, you can see this on my Instagram as well. Talking a little bit about Miles Sanders, going through some of the fun facts um, here. And, um, yeah, let's get started. So, first off, before we even get started on all this, I want to make sure that I, you know, let you guys know where you're at, where we're at. So, First off, want to make sure you guys are following all our guys. That's Sky, Lucas, Dweez, all on their Instagrams. Make sure you're following them on Twitter. Make sure you follow them on YouTube as well. Um, biggest thing here, guys, is support the community. We're also looking for some writers. Uh, I know one of the things that Sky recently promoted was that we're looking for writers to help us in the offseason, but also talk a little bit about in the future. So if you're interested, reach out to myself or Sky about an opportunity to write with us as well. So we're really looking forward to that. Uh, adding some additional writers. Now, if you guys are listening on Instagram or if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you guys go follow us on all, all our platforms. Please make sure you go follow us on YouTube. Really trying to make a push there this year, trying to be more on YouTube as well, but try our best to keep our Instagram community still locked in, try to do as many lives as I can. Now I'm going to start doing that a little bit more coming up in the next couple of months. The promotion for today is we're doing a TCK Player spotlight. We're talking about Miles Sanders. So I got a bunch of information about Nick Sirianni, some additional offensive line changes, and other things why I think that he's going to be a value at RB18. But there's a caveat. The problem is he might not be a great third round pick necessarily because of some of the star studded receivers in that area. So stick around for that. But before we even get that, please make sure you go and check it out on YouTube at these candlestick kids, guys. Go check it out. They're on there as well. I'm going solo today, so I'm trying to do this, trying to do this, all on this. So just keep in mind, try to go to YouTube right now, the Candlestick Kids. I'm live streaming on there. So before we even get started, let's talk a little bit about some of our brand, our guys that are helping us out, some of our sponsors. The first one is the Jersey Jungle. I know a lot of you guys have known about these guys. One of the things I always talk with the Jersey Jungle is go check them out on Instagram. They actually post all their new jerseys right in their stories. You could DM them and they could hook you up. Now, if you tell them the TCK pod sent you by saying, use the code TCK, you get 10% off one Jersey, 10% off two jerseys and 15% off three jerseys. These guys got awesome, awesome content. They got awesome jerseys, but even if you're not interested in buying right now, go follow them because they have fantastic stuff over there. And I do recommend that you guys go buy jerseys before the season starts. Go buy a rookie. Go buy a, a Najee Harris guy that you're going to be drafting in the second round if you really like him. So the other one's Bomb Banana. Now, and I listen, you're going to know something about me, guys. I am a, uh honest man. I will tell you exactly. Not a big hot sauce guy. Skies are a hot sauce guy. But the one thing that I will be doing as a promise to, the, to Bomb Banana being a sponsor is I'm going to give – their salt spice a, a, a shot here. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to try it out. Um, bomb banana hot sauce. It's not banana flavored. It's banana based. That's a huge caveat here, especially if anybody um, is watching what they eat and they want to try something different. Bomb banana hot sauce is where it's at. So please make sure that you go check them out. You get 10% off 
of Bomb Banana Hot Sauce if you use the code TCK. So please make sure, Jersey Jungle, Bomb Banana, you're going to check those, those guys out. They support us. We appreciate them, so we want to make sure we show them love. Now, before we, we talk a little bit about today and we, and we go into this, I'm going to be talking a lot about Miles Sanders and the importance of essentially evaluating his new circumstance. Now, I'll be going through this from top to bottom. So all the changes from the coaching to some of the historical reasons why I believe that he's going to be good, even, even with Kenny Gainwell coming in. So let's get started. Let's just get into it. Player spotlight today is going to be Miles Sanders. Now, if you're watching on Instagram, great. If you're watching on YouTube, even better. Please go follow me there. Graphics, all that stuff will be on YouTube at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast at TCK. So please make sure you go and follow me on YouTube. So really what we want to talk about Miles Sanders today and understanding is I know a lot of people are kind of in this fading, not interested, or there's a Miles Sanders camp. And I just kind of want to talk a little bit about the spotlight, highlighting him and looking at his entire situation from coaching to offensive line to him himself and also the impact of Jalen Hurts. So let's talk first about Nick Sirianni, the new offensive coordinator, the new head coach, the new play caller, my sorry, new head coach, new play caller for this team. This change is huge. Now, a lot of people are going to point at the history of, uh, you know, having Kenny Gainwell and having a passing down back. It's they're worried about Miles Sanders because of the fact that a guy like Nick Sirianni is coming in and going to have a passing down back. Now I'm here to kind of, um, you guys, basically, if you guys want to do this, if you guys want to look at Miles Sanders in drafts, I want you to be to look at the history of Nick Sirianni as a coach under certain coaching staff and as an offensive coordinator for the Colts. So I went back over the last five years. Nick Sirianni was the wide receivers coach for the San, uh, San Diego Chargers, now the L.A. Chargers, for two years. That season's Melvin Gordon in this system that he was coaching under was the RB5 and the RB7. Now, this is what when I'm saying the upside, the level of upside that Mel, Miles Sanders has. Now, I personally don't believe that this is a situation similar to a guy like Melvin Gordon because of the fact that Melvin Gordon in those two seasons, in 2016 and 2017, they did not have a satellite back, a Naheem Hines, an Austin Eckler per se, prominent in the offense at that time. So I do believe that if we're looking at complete upside, to be realistic, I don't believe that RB5 and RB7 finishes for Melvin Gordon in those seasons are where Miles Sanders will be. Because I do believe they went out and they drafted Kenny Gainwell to replace Naheem Hines. Now to look at that, I think a lot of people are saying Kenny Gainwell is going to be a huge impact. But let's look at Naheem Hines' impact on a player like Marlon Mack. Now in 2018, Marlon Mack was already on the roster when Frank Wright and company came in. Marlon Mack had pet draft pedigree, and they still went out and they drafted a guy named Naheem Hines in the fourth round that year. That season, they gave Naheem Hines as a rookie 63 targets. He was the primary passing down back in that offense. However, Marlon Mack still finished as the RB11 in half-point PPR that season. Now, when you look at a talent standpoint, I believe that Miles Sanders is more talented than Marlon Mack. I think a lot of people would agree. 
But when you see that role in this offense, they gave Marlon Mack a heavy workload, but they also featured Naheem Hines with 63 targets that season. That year was with Andrew Luck, not Phillip Rivers. It was Andrew Luck. The following year, 2019, was with Jacoby Brissett. That season, Marlon Mack did not have a huge year, but he still finishes the RB20 in points per game. That is with Naheem Hines still being the prominent passing down back. Marlon Mack barely saw any type of utilization, only seeing 17 targets that year. Now, I think we all can say that Miles Sanders is a better pass catcher than Marlon Mack. Miles Sanders will demand more than Marlon Mack. So that is kind of how I view Miles Sanders' floor. That Marlon Mack season with Jacoby Brissett, RB20 in points per game. So even if Kenny Gainwell comes in and becomes the primary back, we've seen multiple seasons of Miles of Marlon Mack being a RB1 in 2018 and a nice mid-range RB2 in 2019. Now let's flash forward one more year. That's Jonathan Taylor. Now we all... Jonathan Taylor was – Naheem Hines was a still – in half-point PPR was a top 20 back, averaging 10 points per game. He was a, a flex-worthy running back. But Jonathan Taylor last year with Naheem Hines taking that passing game role still finished as the RB5 in fantasy. So when you, when you look at that, you know, even on a points per game, he was RB10 in points per game. Jonathan Taylor, to me, is like the pinnacle, the upside of what Miles Sanders could be. Now, Miles Sanders being the RB10 on a points per game is within his range of outcomes. Now, the low end is, of course, that 2019 Marlon Mack season where he was the RB20. But right now, today, he's being drafted as the RB18. So even if Kenny Gainwell becomes who we think he could be, if he takes the uh, the Naheem Hines role, which I think this offense does, they have Austin Eckler. The Chargers had Austin Eckler. The Colts had Naheem Hines. So from a coaching standpoint, they have two separate roles for running backs. The first one, the primary ball carrier, is going to be, of course, Miles Sanders. That Jonathan Taylor, that Marlon Mack, the Melvin Gordon role will be Miles Sanders. This has produced RB5, RB7, RB11, RB20, and RB10 seasons. So currently being drafted as an RB18, the role in the scheme by Nick Sirianni has proven to produce a top 20 running back on a points-per-game basis every single year over the last five years. This includes Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack, and Melvin Gordon. This also includes them having a passing down back. In Marlon Mack's case, Naheem Hines was the passing down back. Kenny Gainwell can step into 63 targets in this offense and still allow plenty of opportunities for uh, for Miles Sanders. This offense is also fantastic for goal line usage for running backs. Last season, the Colts were sixth in the NFL in carries inside the five. They had 27 overall. That's five more than what Philly had. Also, Miles Sanders did not seize that role last year. He only had 10 carries inside the five. If he can produce a little bit more in that area, if they trust him a little more, Jonathan Taylor had 16 of those such carries. So if they can give him more, that's another little bump. So schematically saying that this is not a great offense for Miles Sanders because they got Kenny Gainwell, 
They did the same exact thing in 2018 where Nick Sirianni and Frank Wright drafted Naheem Hines in the fourth round, not the fifth, like Kenny Gainwell. They drafted him in the fourth round. So just keep that in mind. Do not fade Miles Sanders because of Kenny Gainwell. This offensive scheme has a true clear running back with a passing down back as well that produces plenty for fantasy. Now let's move on to the offensive lineman. Last year, in 2020, only one run offensive lineman from the prior year, in 2019, started at least 10 games. That means four of five starters barely played half the games in 2020 from the prior year. That includes Jason Peters, Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks, and Isaiah Samuyo, whatever his name is. Four of those guys did not play 10 games last year. This year, they get back Brandon Brooks, who is PFF's number one graded guard in run blocking. Then they get Lane Johnson back, who is one of the better run blocking right tackles in the football. He only played seven games in 2020. Then they drafted a guy named Landon Dickerson, who I think a lot of us are excited about, to give them another legit starter at guard next to Kelsey. And he probably will take over at center at some point down the line. This, along with their left tackle, their first-round pick from a couple years ago, Andre Dillard, will now be battling with Jordan Mayata for the left tackle position. So this offensive line from left to right is getting beefed up and getting better. The Eagles had one of the better offensive lines a couple years ago. Because of these injuries, they fell apart and bad quarterback play. It completely deteriorated. So – Right there, the offensive line getting back all those starters, investing in Lane Dickerson, Landon Dickerson, shows me that this offensive line between them, the Cowboys, the Chargers, and the Chiefs are the four most improved offensive lines from last year. So with all this going on, Miles Sanders was still a competent RB2 pretty much all year. Consistency-wise, he was a little less consistent even with all the problems going on at quarterback, the injuries to the offensive line, he still was finishing in that borderline RB2 area for consistency. He did finish as an RB2, but consistency-wise. Now, this brings us to the all, the big plays. All I did was big plays. Sky says this a lot. Love you, Sky. Um, but big plays were a thing for him, you know? But uh, – Let's go. Let's just go over his his impact with Jalen Hurts. So in three full games with Jalen Hurts, he had two RB one finishes, and he finished in the top thirty in every single game with Jalen Hurts. So week seventeen, whatever they did with Nate Sudfeld, whatever that was, but in the three full games with Jalen Hurts, he had two RB one finishes and also finished top thirty in all three games. So right there, it tells me that Jalen Hurts positive impact. The offense moved a little bit more, and he scored three touchdowns in those three games. So the offense looked better. They were producing more, and it directly impacted Miles Sanders. He averaged 17 points per game in those three games. So that's just – that's RB1 numbers. 17.8 points per game is RB clear RB1 numbers, and that's what he was doing with Jalen Hurts in those three games. Now let's look at Miles Sanders, the individual. We talked about the scheme. We talked about the line. We talked about the quarterback. Now let's talk about Miles Sanders. The big disappointment that Miles Sanders is. He had, you know, eight almost 900 yards in 12 games, but he did it on three big runs. That's what everyone says, three big runs. 
So what I did is I looked at his three big runs. So he had an 82, 74, and 74-yard runs last year. For argument's sake, I capped those runs at 20 yards. So you take those three carries, you turn them into just 20 yards. That comes out to about, you know, his his rushing numbers dip by 170 yards. Okay. So if you take those those runs out, cap them at 20, his yards per carry last year is still 4.3. That's the same yards per carry by other players being drafted around him or ahead of him, a.k.a. Cam Akers, David Montgomery. So even if you take away those big runs and you cap them at 20 yards, his yards per carry on the season is 4.3. That's the same as Cam Akers, who's a borderline first-round pick and a player around him named David Montgomery. Now, forget all that. Let's say, oh, you know, that's that's ridiculous. 4.3 is not that good, blah, blah, blah. Let's look at success rate. So Warren Sharp does success rate modeling for running backs. So a one-yard run, if you only need to get one yard, that looks bad for yards per carry. Oh, you only gained a yard on that play, but it's a successful run. So it's good for the team but it might look bad in yards per carry. So success rate is another great way to see how good a running back is when he needs to be. His 55% success rate last year was tied with Alvin Kamara and Dalvin Cook. So even on a success rate modeling, Miles Sanders is producing when he needs to. So he's a successful back. Even when you cap his yards per carry, he's still producing like other notable running backs. So now that we talked about the offensive line, we talked about the coaching schemes. We talked about this, the new co- uh, quarterback. And we talked a little bit about Miles Sanders' individual stats. Now let's look at his draft cost. Right now he's going as the RB18 in fantasy. 31st overall. Now the RB18 price, pe- price point is awesome. But the running backs he's going ahead of David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs, Chris Carson, James Robinson currently. I'm okay with. Chris Carson is where I get a little I like Chris Carson. So I think if you're just looking in a vacuum at running backs, I think Miles Sanders is perfectly being drafted at RB18 and it gives you more upside based on some of the stuff I've told you with Marlon Mack, Melvin Gordon, Jonathan Taylor. However, It's the receivers going around him that bothers me. Allen Robinson, Terry McLaurin, and of course, Mari Cooper, who might be my flag plant this year. I love Amari Cooper. I am not going to draft Miles Sanders ahead of Amari Cooper this year, especially in half point and full point PPR. So I guess as overall 31, I might be fading Miles Sanders, but in two of my drafts I've done so far this year, I've gotten Miles Sanders in the fourth round in a 12-team league. So these ADPs, it seems like the industry is pretty consistent on saying Miles Sanders still a third-round pick, and all the reasons I've told you is okay. I think he's great value there. However, I'm probably going to draft Amari Cooper ahead of him. I'll probably draft, maybe even consider Allen Robinson and Terry McLaurin over him in drafts. But if you're drafting in a 12-team league and you're picking at 31 and you take Amari Cooper there instead, you might have a shot at him at pick 42. Some of the guys around him are Julio Jones and Chris Godwin. Julio, we don't know where he's going to land. So really, if you look at him, Chris Godwin versus Miles Sanders in the fourth round at pick 42. Now, if you're sitting there at this point, I think personally I'd probably take the shot on Miles Sanders. But Chris Godwin's one of my guys too. 
But I think that's the only guy in that range that I'm going to consider over Miles Sanders. Because of all the things I've told you, five straight years, the primary ball carry under a Nick Sirianni offense has been in a top 20 in points per game in half-point PPR. That includes three seasons with a prominent passing down back. So I just think that Miles Sanders, with the improvements on the offensive line, the improvement in the coaching staff, and with Jalen Hurts, his success last year, putting up two RB1 performances with Jalen Hurts, I just think Miles Sanders is a buy as the RB18, and he can be considered in the third, back into the third, early fourth round. Now, of course, I know a lot of people are going to come back and they're going to have their comments, so please leave a comment, shoot it down. This is our TCK player spotlight today was Miles Sanders. So now, leave a comment, go review this. This is all the information I have on a Miles Sanders Let me know your thoughts. Leave comments on Instagram. Leave a comment on YouTube. Let me know what you think about Miles Sanders this year. Are you buying him at overall 31st? Are you buying him as the RB18? My personal thing is I've seen Miles Sanders going in the fourth. Take him all day. Because of everything, the history, Nick Sirianni, the offensive line, the improvements. Trust me, you won't be disappointed with drafting Miles Sanders at the back of the end of the third round, early fourth in 2021. Once again, this is Bobby LaMarco, part of the TCK Network, the TCK Pod. Please make sure you go check out our sponsors. Make sure you go to the Jersey Jungle. Use your code TCK to receive discounts. And if you're not really a Jersey guy and you just like that spice, go check out Bomb Banana. Bomb Banana Hot Sauce. It's banana-based, not banana-flavored. So make sure you go check those guys out. Let me just take down this banner there for you. And that's what it's all about. Also, please make sure you're going to follow our guys. Make sure you're going to follow all the guys that work here at TCK, whether it's myself or Sky Gawasco, if it's if it's uh, Lucas or Dweez, make sure you go follow those guys. Now, update Twitter handle is now Bobby Lamarco on Twitter. Don't forget it. But guys, please make sure you go follow us everywhere. Thank you again for joining me. This is the TCK Player Spotlight, Miles Sanders. If you like this and you want to see anybody else, tell me who you want. Cam Akers, Joe Mixon, receivers, tight ends, quarterbacks. If you want to see a player spotlight, you let me know. I'll do the research and I'll put it out on here for you. Once again, this is Bobby Lamarco representing the TCK Pod, the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Please make sure you go follow us. We appreciate your time again. And guys, like Sky always says, we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.